Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Player Spellbook, a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host, Derek, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Tim. In this podcast, we go through the spells in the player's handbook alphabetically, discussing their uses for both players and dungeon masters. And this week, we're talking about resistance. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. I should have said this week we've run into resistance. Oh, man. That, yeah, that, w- that would have been nice. Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> save it for another one. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, before we get started... I have a question for you, for Derek. Um, I was wondering if you could pick any damage resistance, which resistance would you choose? Oh, I, I like the resistance tie-in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like fire resistance yeah. would just be very handy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it mostly, you know, you don't need oven mitts when you pull something out of the oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot showers. Scalding hot showers time. you can deal with um although living in canada i think cold resistance could probably be pretty handy too yeah. just thinking about getting through the winter and how much i hate having to put on all the stuff before you go outside the yeah. jacket and snow pants and gloves and hat and mm-hmm. it's you know if you had cold resistance just t-shirt <laughs> t-shirt and shorts you're good to go yeah that would be perfect that that's yeah, a good one so too. I think, it's gotta be one of those. I think two. cold resistance is probably probably the most useful. I I mean, but with like, uh, with like fire resistance, I guess you wouldn't sunburn at all. So that would be kind of nice. Well, is that is that fire resistance or is that radiant resistance? Oh, that's a good question. I always see thought fifth edition was, is uh, kind of like energy. Yeah, fifth edition is kind of all over the place with that. Like. Uh, there's uh rules in spell jammer for like the layers of solar dragons which just like is a star and it's like if you sail your ship into a star you take a whole bunch of radiant damage oh i remember looking at that and being like well shouldn't that be fire damage but i guess i mean it is a star so sure i guess but maybe the star is actually a god and that's like this big secret yeah maybe oh i hadn't considered that yeah you gotta follow the clues (laughs) Yeah, so that this I mean this really is the question. Do tieflings sunburn then? Hmm. I would say no. Or like hmm. how would you tell? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the other question. How would you tell? <laughs> Skin's that color anyway. Yeah. I doubt it. Hmm. Well, you can ask ask your DM if you're playing a tiefling. Mm-hmm. Do I need to buy alchemical sunscreen for my character <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine a dm who is giving who's regularly asking for like con saves to resist like to resist sunburn, sunburn. <laughs> like i could see i'm maybe, considering it now <laughs> maybe in like a desert or something or like uh, like yeah something like Heat that exhaustion yeah yeah but <laughs> it'd be like It'd be so silly just because it would be like, okay, now you have a sunburn. It's like, I guess you're kind of uncomfortable. Well, now what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're sunburned. You now have vulnerability to fire damage. That, now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Your character is screwed. Yeah. A few years down the road, man, that's going to come <laughs> back to bite you. For sure. Oh, man. All right. Maybe we should get in the spell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Sorry, we got we got no a little problem. sidetracked there. No uh, my apologies. Um, 
I guess since you asked the question, it's my turn to read. Yeah, go for it. Resistance is an abjuration cantrip with a casting time of one action and a range of touch. It has verbal, somatic, and material components, with the material component being a miniature cloak. It has a duration of concentration up to one minute. And it says, you touch one willing creature. Once before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one saving throw of its choice. It can roll the die before or after making the saving throw. The spell then ends. And it is available for the Artificer, Cleric, and Druid classes. Mm -hmm. This spell is exactly the same wording as Guidance. It's like, there's three differences. One, Guidance is divination, not abjuration. Two, Guidance doesn't have any material components. And then Mm -hmm. last, the difference is only between um saving throws and ability checks so it's like the wording is almost exactly the same yeah for most intents and purposes they're the same spell just one does saving throws and one does ability checks yeah but that can be a major difference in their usage for sure i think in a lot of ways resistance is sort of guidance's um less less well-known little brother yeah uh, in that i think most people take guidance before they take resistance which makes sense to me. I think like the main, the big advantage resistance has on guidance is that usually saving throws are more important to pass than ability check. Like the average saving throw versus the average ability check, I would think. It's like obviously there's some big ability checks that you'll make and some really bad or really like silly saving throws you might make, but I would think that saving throws tend to be a little bit more important and having like i if i could as a character have like advantage on a saving throw versus an ability check i probably would take that hmm. yeah the consequences for a failed save can often be more dire at least mechanically yeah. uh, than for ability checks the the failed ability checks yeah merit often is story related you don't manage to persuade somebody you don't manage to um you you don't manage to hide and now you're in a combat um but i mean it could be like if you don't manage to jump the gap then you know your character is just like left behind in the cave-in or something like that there definitely can be some some harsh consequences i think I think the major difference in my mind between guidance and resistance and the reason that guidance is is so much more commonly chosen, at least in our experience, is that saving throws are by their very nature reactionary. Oh, yeah. It's something that happens like a saving throw is inflicted upon you. You yeah. don't generally get to choose to make a saving throw. Um, whereas you get to choose to make ability checks. You decide I'm going to try to persuade this person or sneak past this person or pickpocket this person. Uh, And so you have a little bit more control over when that D4 from guidance shows up, how handy it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas with resistance, you don't always know when you're going to make the saving throw. And saving throws tend to be in combat situations versus spells and that sort of thing. And in in a game, like it, it, in, in combat, sorry, uh, it's a little bit more important that resistance uses up your concentration and takes an action to cast. That's yeah, that that's a heavy price to pay for sure in a, a combat a situation. Whereas like one action, you know, out of combat is like whatever. The game doesn't even have a way to measure that. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
yeah, I was gonna say, like, everything that you just said. It's like, if I'm making an ability check as a, as a player, I can, like, pause to wait for guidance, but you can't pause to wait for resistance when you're making a saving throw. Your DM's not gonna allow you to, like, hold on a second while someone uses their action to cast resistance. But your DM yeah, will allow that for an ability check. So. Yeah. It, I guess it is worth mentioning, though, that there are some niche cases where you do know that a saving throw is coming up. For sure. Um, I'm thinking the, the big example in my mind is the contact other plane spell, mm-hmm. uh, where you can petition an otherworldly entity for knowledge, but the potential drawback is going insane. When you cast a spell, you have to make a wisdom save or, or you end up like going mad. Right. And so you can know ahead of time, hey, I'm about to cast this spell. Cleric, could you please cast resistance on me so that I have a better chance of, of succeeding on the save? Um, right. So if you are in situations like that where you know that a saving throw is coming up, then resistance has many of the same, is great for many of the same reasons that guidance is great. And for all those reasons, see our guidance episode. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, it's also just like a good buff that doesn't mm-hmm. really cost resources. Like For sure. you can just keep casting resistance over and over and over again. Um, you might even work out with your DM like, hey, my player is sufficiently or my character is sufficiently paranoid that they're just casting resistance on themselves mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that looks a little weird. Maybe if you're in a social setting, people will be... Um, looking at you a little quizzically about that but if you're like off adventuring or whatever i just like every minute i cast resistance and then at the start of a combat you know can we just agree that i have resistance up yeah you know that that means that you're always concentrating on something so be aware of that if you're casting future concentration (laughs) spells but you can start most combats with an extra d4 uh, Mm -hmm. for a saving throw if if ever you need it yeah if you want to make your character super paranoid yeah, it might be worth it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like enough time spent as a D&D adventurer will probably do that to you anyway. So it's just like my character's like level six. You know, we've survived this long. He probably just decides to cast resistance all the time. Yeah, sure. so that's how you survive as a and d adventurer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think with like when I think about casting the spell, it's like, yeah, it would probably come up mostly in in like a combat situation and usually like this would be a good one to take at a lower level you've burned through your like two or three spell slots and then mm-hmm. now you um now you're facing some kind of monster that has like a good fear or charm effect and you want to use this on your fighter so they can like, land some hits that makes that makes sense to use at that point but like even especially like if you're a cleric or something, you probably you have access to bless, and now you can add that d4, one d4 to like all of these ability checks and attacks and saving throws for a full minute for three different players. So it's like yeah, I think bless is just attacks better. and saving throws. Oh but yeah, it is way throws. better. Yeah, you, even a- at first level, bless is way better than resistance. Yeah. But bless costs a spell slot for sure. So at, at the beginning levels where those spell slots are very, very yeah. scarce, then resistance can be a handy way of giving your, your allies a buff without having to expend anything. Yeah. But as you get to higher levels and that like first level spell slot becomes less of a big spend for you, you're 
probably you've probably got better things to do with your concentration than, oh, than sure. resistance than resistance definitely it makes me yeah. wonder like if i was gonna fix this spell or make it better i would probably up it to a first level and make it a reaction so that you oh, could oh that's interesting so that you could uh react to someone making a saving throw and give them the d4 then because that's the only way like you're usually going to be uh like able yeah to... because saving throws as we already said are reactionary anyway so yeah. it kind of makes sense for this to be a reaction that you get to use to boost yeah. a saving throw and like if this was a reaction and it was a cantrip it would be so overpowered it would be insane it would like everyone would take it all the time yes <laughs> i think that um yeah i think generally speaking it's a good idea to not make your cantrips reactions <laughs> no. if you're trying to come up with with your own custom cantrip, don't make it a reaction and don't let it restore hit points. No. It's <laughs> usually a, the good good rules to go by. Yeah, for sure. But I like if you could make it a reaction, I would probably even keep the D4, maybe make it a D6, try that out. But then if it was a first level spell for, with a reaction, I think that would that would make this like a legitimate spell to take. Like you would just yeah. end up using it way more than um I can imagine someone using it yeah you probably just right change now. the duration to instantaneous and it's just for whatever saving throw you yeah. choose to cast it on yeah don't have to worry about keeping track of it either mm -hmm. yeah that concentration yeah, that's a good a point of... that'd be that'd be a great idea the uh like quick resistance or reactionary resistance or we could probably come up with a better name for it <laughs> that would be super handy for those like cleric types who are really worried about defending their their allies yeah yeah for i sure. think as is you probably just like if you're adventuring you probably just cast this on like whoever's in front in your marching order if yeah. you're not casting it on yourself just in case they like trigger a trap or something like that mm -hmm. help them get out of the way cast it on your thief before he goes down the hallway that you're pretty sure is laden with traps just yeah. to <laughs> give him a little bit of a little bit of defense yeah for sure yeah um I think this is uh, similar to Guidance, a spell that's kind of oriented towards players. Mm -hmm. uh, for DMs, you don't necessarily, like, remembering that D4 can yeah. be a bit challenging sometimes. Yeah. Um, there are only a couple uh, monsters in the Monster Manual that even take this, uh, those two being the Eye of Groomsh uh, Orc Priest and then the uh, Drow Priestess of Lolth. Um, oh. So both are cleric spellcasting monsters uh and both have this as an available cantrip so if you coming back to that paranoia thing if you're envisioning a really paranoid cleric you know this this mm -hmm. drow priestess of Lolth that's always looking over her shoulder you know waiting for one of her you know rivals to to poison her or uh, you know always seeing assassins in the shadows or whatever maybe she always starts with a you know resistance spell cast on herself and so the first saving throw that your players force her to make, she gets an extra 1d4 on top of that. Mm -hmm. um, I could see this maybe as a DM if, like, you had a scenario where your adventurers were protecting, like, a temple or something, and you had a bunch of first-level acolytes or clerics who are just casting resistance on everyone as their action, just doing that to buff everyone in a in a fight or something yeah it's it's a good thing for an ally npc to do because it like doesn't take up a lot of time at the table um 
you know, your characters can remain in the spotlight, but they're still doing something useful. They're not just like huddling in a corner or whatever, <laughs> or they are huddling in a corner, but they're also <laughs> casting resistance on you. Uh, right. The, the range of touch can make it a little dangerous because oh, now yeah. this like, you know, presumably pretty weak NPC if all they have is, is cantrips <laughs> is having to like run up and touch somebody to cast resistance and then run back away. Um, but it could be kind of cool. It's like, you know, he's showing bravery and throwing himself into danger to assist you. And, um, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So it's a great spell for allies to have because it's it's simple. It's quick. It's yeah. effective. Um, yeah. And it, it doesn't take up much time. Yeah, when you have NPCs that you want to participate in the fight and help, it's great to, when they do buff, when they do buff things instead of like doing crazy amounts of damage and kind of like stealing the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. Like your your players came here to play their characters, you know, not watch some awesome character that you came up with steal <laughs> the spotlight. That's that's fine every every once in a while if it's like justified by the story or if they know that this person is like a total badass and they kind of <laughs> want to see what they can do. But generally speaking, it's useful to have your ally NPCs do things like resistance or cure wounds or um, shield of faith or, or other spells that just give your players a little bit of a buff so that they can go out and be awesome uh, but still feel like this ally NPC is helping them. Yeah, it's not their story. They don't have the benefit of being main characters, you know. That's the <laughs> that's the most important thing that the player characters have going for them is they're the main characters. Mm-hmm. The world literally revolves around them. <laughs> literally exists <laughs> for them. Alright, well I feel like we're starting to run into a bit of resistance. Should we call it there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Player Spellbook. You can follow us on Twitter at Player Spellbook. That's Player Spellbook with one S. You can uh, follow us or review us wherever you're listening. And please join us next week where we'll be covering Sacred Flame. Thanks for listening. <laughs>